Hello everybody, thanks for downloading. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about WrestleMania 3, a very good WrestleMania, uh, a WrestleMania that is not a lot like WrestleMania 2, which is a very good thing. In this episode, Chris Kelly and I will say very, very nice things about a lot of wrestlers, uh, most of which are dead now. Uh, things have happened and it's really sad. Anyways, before we get to that, time for some plugs. This Thursday, Thursday, September 10th, me and some friends will be at the Looking Glass Lounge DJing for our Dream Jukebox series that we do. It's just an excuse to hang out and listen to records we like. So stop on by if you're in the Petworth neighborhood of Washington, D.C. on Thursday, September 10th. Uh, two of the things that you might be interested in are an interview that I did with John Darniel, the lead singer of the Mountain Goats, who released an album all about wrestling earlier this year. We talked a little bit about wrestling. Therefore, you might enjoy it. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Okay, something that has nothing to do with wrestling is a short film that I made. Uh, I used to make short films, and the first one I ever shot was this thing called The Shuffle, and we made it in 2009, and one of the two main places that we made it, Lincoln Lanes, burned down last week, so I recut that first film, The Shuffle, into a music video. That's available to watch at youmethemeverybody.com, so if you're getting this through the iTunes feed, try to go to youmethemeverybody.com. Dot com to see it. If not, I get it. You're busy. Maybe you're just really into WrestleMania 3 specifically, and that's why you listen to the show. And that's very nice of you. Was it Macho Man cool? Yeah, he was a cool guy. In real life, not so cool guy. But in the ring, pretty great. Anyways, WrestleMania 3, recap, discussion, whatever, with Chris Kelly. Here we go. WrestleMania 3, which we are recording the day after we recorded WrestleMania 2. It's been a lot of wrestling to watch. A lot of wrestling. I think the reason why I wanted to do these back-to-back is because I I knew that 2 was so bad, and I knew that 3 was supposed to be so great. I kind of wanted to wash my mouth out with of 2 with 3 as soon as possible. Yeah. Like I said, 2 was one of the, the hesitants of doing this. Is yes. Like, is WrestleMania's like number 2. This was good. Yes. No qualms, just good, start to finish, good. Even the, like, main event was pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a it's a great card. Uh, it's, you know, it, it was the this huge event. They finally put it together production-wise after the first two, kind of seeing what worked and what yeah. didn't work, and they decided to put it in one place. The Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. Yes, with an attendance record of 93,173. Which is an arguable record, considering Jesse the Body Ventura pondered the query, does this include us? Should it be 93,175? <laughs> they need to go back and How change the record myself? books. He's very, yeah, the existential uh, thing from Ventura there. This is um, pretty cool. This record held until February 14th, 2010. Yeah. An NBA All-Star game at Cowboy Stadium. That's you know, crazy. You know what's a Cowboy Stadium in, in 2016? WrestleMania star. Yeah. It doesn't have a number. It doesn't have a number anymore. It would be thirty, the 32nd edition. Yeah. Uh, and they will break that record no matter what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll lie. That's what they... they I mean, the, there's, there's, you know, evidence of the 93,000 was bullshit, too. So they just have to lie bigger. Yeah. And just come up with the Which is actually number. a great way to view life in life itself and the WWE. Just lie bigger. Yeah, if you, if you get caught in a lie, just lie. It's pretty great. Yeah, just make a bigger lie. So that's the moral of the story thus far with three WrestleManias. Lie bigger. Lie bigger, yeah. It's actually kind of true. I'm thinking about this both figuratively and in reality. That's true. Yeah, so far... Nothing could, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. All right, so let's start with the actual show. Yeah. The theme song, Hilarious. 
It's very, very short, maybe 10 seconds. It sounds like we're about to watch a sitcom. Right. It's da, so da, good. Da, da, da. It's I might a, be doing the entertainment You're doing the entertainment theme. tonight thing because, <laughs> because Mary Hart <laughs> is part of it. But you're also kind of doing the, uh, what's the one with the Bob Euchre show? The uh, Mr. Belvedere. You're kind of doing a Mr. Belvedere <laughs> meets Entertainment Tonight mashup, yeah. which is perfect. The theme song already, we know this is going to be a classic WrestleMania. And the Silverdome, hands down, the right choice. It looks like WrestleMania. Yes. The first two did it's not look so like so good looking. Now, do you know, did they ever do Silverdome again? I'm not sure. Okay. Wouldn't the Silverdome close? It was like 10 years ago, right? There's been a recent... Midwest. There's some know. recent uh, video that, I, like, Vice or somebody did that's really neat. It's like somebody bicycling through the current Silverdome. Like, the roof okay. is gone. It looks amazing. I kind of wish they had the last event ever at the Silverdome. Hell, they should do WrestleMania 33... But the Scratchy Pumpkins is 33 because we don't use numbers anymore. At Silverdome now, they should, like, just, like, tear it apart or whatever. Or at least, like, have Triple H face somebody in, like, the ruins of the Silverdome. It'd be like, it'd be like a, um empty arena match. Yes! It looks yeah. so good back in the day. And, like, which makes it even better is, like, the first three ads you see are for Marlboro cigarettes, Winston cigarettes, and Bud. Budweiser. Yeah. It's perfect. Nothing, I love it. Everything is the same. Um, we continue our tradition of opening the WrestleMania with a song. This time it's Aretha Franklin singing America the Beautiful. She does not look happy to be there whatsoever. No. Um, At least there's a sound check this time. Yeah. Her voice, her, her voice sounds good, and the mic doesn't peak the first time she opens her mouth. Right. Also, um, the stock footage of, like, America works. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because we're Concrete in... being poured. I mean, we're in Michigan. <laughs> there's a car being we're, welded. We're trying to pretend that, that capitalism has not failed Michigan. It's great. Is, yeah. It's so great. Um, my first note about during this montage is I fucking hate the kid wearing a Yale sweatshirt. You see him on camera during the first verse of America the Beautiful. He's maybe 20 feet from Aretha and the ring. Fuck that kid. He's probably dead. No. He's... No. He's, that was Triple H. It was That's Triple Hunter. H. That, no, it was not even just Triple H. It was Hunter... Helmsley. Helmsley. Um, Hunter Helmsley Huxtable was very close to the ring. And I, and I actually wrote, oh, Silver, this is the best WrestleMania. There's no America montage. And then I wrote, wait, here's our bullshit montage <laughs> yeah. about America. There was no, I didn't see, like, um, Hulk Hogan, like, uh... Like in know. WrestleMania 2, which right. ends the montage? I didn't see him riveting something. No, no. which is good. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah, the other the other things that, that drew my attention to this, like, other... Okay, so, unlike having three... Uh, cities and three different announced teams and countless D-list celebrities. Yes, they trimmed it down. We got Gorilla Monsoon. We it's got so we got great. the body. It's so great. We got Bob Uecker and we got Mary, Mary Hart. Hart. When and if you kind of if you think about it, it all makes sense. Yeah. Bob Uecker is a former athlete, current actor. He understands entertainment. Junkyard Dog is a former football player. Like he gets it. Yeah. Obviously, your announcers are former wrestlers. That yeah. makes a and lot Mary of Hart comments sense. on and on entertainment. It's yes. fine. And it's, she's an, she does interviews perfect. and it's, it's fine. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think kind of. And this is a, this is the peak of like Mary Hart goes to Entertainment Tonight and gets her legs insured for a million dollars a piece. Like this was she was actually a celebrity. This is 1980. We should paint the picture even clearer. Uh, March, March 29th, 1987. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. They, I don't think they they've topped it. Now Maria Menounos, our current like Mary Hart of this generation, yeah. uh, she's an actual wrestling fan. She's actually wrestled in WrestleMania. Yeah. Which is both a good, dusty, good and sad. She loves the sport. She loves the entertainment. She fits. But there's no Bob Euchre-esque person currently in the WWE. No. Bob Euchre should just... Is he still alive? I'm assuming he's still alive. Uh, I think Bill he's still Simmons. alive. Bill Simmons, not as good. He was on Raw this year. It wasn't that yeah. good. 
It should still be Bob Euchre. You yeah. want a drunk former baseball player. Yeah. Wade and, Boggs and would be great. Of, yeah, and he's got a connection uh, to Mr. Uh, Mr. Perfect. Does he? He was really good friends with him. I, I used, did not know that. They used to do coke together. That's fantastic. Which they of them should... is not alive anymore. <laughs> oh, God. This is great. See, thank you for being here. I did not know this. Yeah. That makes it so much better. Of all the people to name, you name the one the baseball one player <laughs> without wrestling. Um, so we, we've already nailed our celebrities. Yeah. Jesse the Body's outfit, perfect. It's yeah. absolutely perfect. It looked like a snake swallowed him, and then he fought his way out the snake and continued to wear that snake. As, as a, a display of dominance. It's amazing. His yeah. earring has never been more garish. He has something hanging from his chin. He's it's like amazing. Yeah. He looks so he's work perfect. Of, he's a work of art. Um, um, not not yet a governor. But no, no, still, far. Still amazing. <laughs> so, so good. Maybe, yeah. I mean, we're only three into it. The peak of outfits thus far. So far, yeah. Which is hard to talk because there's so many two outfits on Jesse the Body Ventura. Google it. Yeah, it's still it's enjoyable watch. Yeah, those, those braids, everything. God okay, damn. were you familiar with the term featherette? No. I was not. Did they make up that term for this? I googled it. It looks like it's a word. Okay, but it's a, it's it's a loosely a word. I don't know. They had they had ring girls in these purple bathing suits with like the pirate shirt arms. Yes. Now, were they actually ring girls or were they more of an usher? They were an usher that were bringing people to the ring. And why would you need an usher to bring someone to the ring at WrestleMania three? This is such a large stadium. There's a football stadium for the first time. It's at least fifty yards from the locker room. To the ring. That's a long distance. Yeah. All but two wrestlers had a cart that drove them to the ring. Yeah. Uh, it's some, essentially a miniature ring. But it wasn't a ring. It was a rectangle. Did you notice that? I didn't notice They could have easily just, just made, made it, it a square. square. Yeah. Because they had, but the, it had like, like ring ropes. Exactly. And nope. then they, a girl would have to open the ring ropes, let the guy out. Yeah, so bizarre. that's what the featherette was. Yes. Okay, so she was not really a ring girl. She was no, mo- there was no cards. There was no, you know, ring Unlike TNA. WrestleMania... Two, which we did have a ring girl during the boxing match. Well, you need... I mean, we needed that. The, we would have all been lost the without The association it. requires it. Yes, yeah. of course. All right, so let's get to the first match, the Cam-Man connection versus some dude and Bob Orton. Yeah. Uh, Bob Orton, for the first time, I understand that he's Randy's dad. He looks like Randy Orton's dad. See, I actually think he looks like a roided-out John C. Riley. Ooh, that's fun, too. Yeah. I like John C. Riley. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a... Re- he would be great. He could be the Bob Euchre. Yeah. John C. Riley. Farrell could do it. I mean, you can get someone like Farrell who's... they. Yeah, but I kind of want... Have a, they not... Why have they not done in their series of diminishing returns sports movies? Why did they never do a wrestling movie? That's on the docket. Too, That's on the docket. That's going to be it. Maybe because be. the wrestler was actually a good movie, it wouldn't have been funny. If... No, no. The wrestler? That, the the yeah. wrestler itself did yeah. well. It won right. awards. If that... If they did NASCAR, they would have done wrestling. Yeah. I think they, they've done parody. They've done... I mean, John C. Riley did the... Uh, the Johnny Cash one. That's true. So they could do something. Yeah, you're right. I think All there's right. still time for them to be old piece of crap wrestlers. If you've seen well, the here's the brothers. thing. He already kind of played Ric Flair. Yes. He, and On uh, Eastbound and Down. It's really good. Yeah. So he, he kind of already did that. Anyways, yeah. back to the actual match. Uh, the Magnificent Morocco. Morocco? Mor- Mor- I think it's a Morocco. Actually, Morocco, okay. Funny. With Mr. Fuji, who last episode you clarified was in... Uh, he is James Bond's enemy. That's uh, nice. Job. Yeah. Um, well, the good thing I liked about this is we are now seeing video packages for each match, which yes. gives us context. Gives you context. They're still not great because they're just clips of stuff that happened with no announcing. But it's something. It's something. And, we're getting there. And I think for, I think this is the first WrestleMania. They're like, oh, we're going to sell this on VHS after the fact. We should have right. some context here. Right. It kind of actually, I'd have to go back and look, but 
Have you ever watched like trailers for movies from the seventies and you're like, well, this doesn't feel like a trailer. It feels like a couple clips in the yes. movie. I think that's the thing. It, it's probably not as they're not as badly done. It's just that trailers and everything's gotten so, get the editing is so much better in everything. Yes, that agree. The package is now. The packages now are like, yeah, look like Oscar-winning films compared yeah. to these 87 yeah. packages. That being said, I do like the fact that there's now a, uh, an official interview center, quote-unquote, uh, with Mean Gene, which is obviously done pre-matches, like weeks in advance or right. whatever. That's really, really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, it I think also, that stuff might have just been day up. They just they had a board in the back. Even it's, if it was day yeah. up, that's still fine. I don't care. Yeah. They did it. I think it was a really well-done uh, device, and yeah. they're still using it. And this is the first match... Um, you know, as far as it, it's it's a quick but exciting. It's it actually feels like wrestling. It feels like it matters. Um, it's not particularly notable, but no. it's better than than some of the other ones. the The only interesting thing I could find trivia wise on this one is that uh, Canem uh, connection uh, is that uh, which is Rick Martel Rick, and Tom Zank. So Martel um, went behind Zank and negotiated a salary three times as high. Really? And then Zank was like, fuck this. And he was, and, and he kicked him when he's, Martel kicked him while he's done. He's like, Tom wasn't mentally or physically hard as I thought he would be. Oh, shit. So he just like, totally, yeah. And, Mar- and Martel went on to do, he, he wrestled for another decade or so. So okay. he was around. So it was not the worst way to start the show. Yeah. No. It was far from exciting. It's far from what you get now. I mean, rest, the most recent WrestleMania opened really strong. Right. Do you remember? Was that the? It was a ladder match for the IC title. Yeah, yeah. You can't really. Run. I mean, strong. that's yeah. That's a huge one. So we'll move. On. We'll get to that in thirty plus episodes. Yeah. Like, moving on to match number two, <laughs> um, uh, Billy the Jack Haynes versus Hercules with Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan has a very long night ahead of him. So does uh, Jimmy Hart. Yes. Both the two managers. There's no Albano this year, but the two managers do put a lot of work in. Yeah, they sure um, do. But yeah, Billy Jack Haynes and, and Hercules. Hercules returning with his. He's now. Oh, living I would the like, gimmick. Yes. Hold on, say that again, please. He's living the gimmick. Who, which, which one Hercules. is? Hercules. Hercules. Oh, God. Because yes. his promo, he's like, oh, yes, when I battled Samson, or whatever. He's thousands of years old. He's thousands of years old. He has chains. He's no longer built from Tampa. I think he's probably built from Mount Olympus yeah. at this point. Uh, that was pretty ridiculous. And this is also the first of several um, gimmick matches in this WrestleMania. Um, this being a uh, essentially a full Nelson. The, the Their whole feud... Which had been, and that's the thing about this card. Out of twelve matches, uh, almost all this, these had um, stories that they had been building for months, mm-hmm. up to six Especially months. Especially our main event. Yes, these are things, and, and that's where the video packages do help. And there mm-hmm. is a lot of these. These matches don't feel like just two guys smashed together by action figures. These guys, their feud was about who was tougher and who could do it better. Full Nelson, which is kind of cool. It's so old school. It's kind of cool. Yeah. This was a very interesting call. During the match, Jesse the Body mentioned that he would never lift anyone up in this type of match. It was too dangerous a move, and you might lose. For some reason, back in 87, no one ever went on over the ropes or on top or jumped at all. This is like, this is like what you're saying. It's an old school yeah, match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and these, and, and um, actually, when I was watching it, my wife was there, and she was like, this looks like... Like what you think of like old wrestling, just yeah. like two big guys, like really slow, methodical, beating each oh, other, yeah. punches and all that. It wasn't the greatest performance, but there was a shitload of selling. Oh yeah, and 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 performance was uh, Billy Jack in his his sequins. Uh, that was pretty great. I, I noticed a lot of the stuff. Um, the 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 commentary is really great because like Gorilla's play by play, it has gems like mm-hmm. they were talking about. I, 
actually not sure if this was Billy Jack or, or Hercules, but one of them, he was impressed how quickly he picked up on the full Nelson. Yeah. Which is like one of the most basic holds you can do. You put your hands under the guy's arms and around the back of his head. So the idea that this was like a complex thing he was working on for months is pretty yeah, great. He started and then there was just a bunch of, and I think this is mostly due to Ventura, there's just all these little innuendos the oh, whole God, time. Oh, so good. You know, some stuff about exposing that backside and all it's that. It's so great. And, you know, you got to giggle because it's, it's ridiculous. Here's... Here's my problem with this match. Um, why did Bobby the Brain get involved after the bell ring? After both opponents were disqualified, because that's how the match ends, and it ends in a double countout. Why does the manager then attack the guy? Because... Why not attack him while the match is going on and still try to get a double countout? Because you had to, you had to like, make Hercules, give him that heel heat... Um, but give him Billy the heat Jack. before the match. Well, they had so a, are we building well, they to SummerSlam before SummerSlam? They exists? were just building him as a, as a bigger heel, and the fact that Hercules is going to smash him in the face with the which is really cool with the chain. There's a lot of blood. It's a another lot of really blood. obvious blade job because yeah. when when um, Haynes is chasing Heenan around, he's clearly going for his wrist tape to get the blade. He clearly does it and then hands it off to Heenan again, which Heenan was the manager in in WrestleMania 2 for Bundy. Once again, he's, like, disposing of these bloody blades in, ni- in the mid-1980s. <laughs> Somebody call Bobby Heenan. Make sure he's this okay. This is great. Um, yeah, the, the chain is still shiny and not bloodied. Yeah, it's just so smashing him in the head. It's so awesome. Yeah. But it's, not, it's a pretty good it match. It's fine, yeah. Pretty and I was going to say, oh, you know, there's all these double count-outs. That doesn't happen anymore, except it happened at SummerSlam. It's the dumbest finish that to, yeah. to happen, and, I'm, and I was... It's not it doesn't good. happen a lot anymore, but I feel like it was a little more common then. All right, so let's move on to the most second most socially inappropriate match of the evening. I mean, which is Hillbilly Jim. There's gonna be we could go either versus way on King this. Kong Bundy. Uh, Hillbilly Jim is accompanied to the ring by Haiti. Uh, actually, no, uh, also wrestlers. Yes, Haiti Kid and Little Beaver, and uh, King Kong Bundy has Little Tokyo and Little Littlebrook. If you haven't caught on by now, it's uh, two giant men. And two small people. Yeah, two, uh, four little, two, yes. A three on three match. It's And it's called, a, they bill it as a mixed tag match. They say midget about 433 times. Yep, it's pretty bad. Mixed tag typically refers to a mixed gender match. This Not is, uh, men of different sizes. Uh, different sizes. This is a sizes it's match. A sizes match. Uh, yeah, so that this was a really huge disaster. The mic, I didn't realize King Kong Bundy was good on mic. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good. I think a lot of the guys then, even the guys who weren't great, like he had a man, you know, he'd have a manager and stuff, but a lot of these guys. Well, Hillbilly Jim, who I thought would be great, not very good on Mike. So that's but not necessarily true. he did carry true. them, he carried his two partners like babies. He did. Was, that was, adorable. that was, okay. Uh, the match itself wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, this is like an old carny. I mean, oh, this totally is like a, and, and it's like a tall like boardwalk empire having having little people at like play leprechauns and box and stuff. I this is this is an American tradition, goddamn it. The small guys are really fast, and, and it's great because it looks w, good, and it's great because the WWE definitely has little people on the roster in 2015. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One is dressed as a little bull, yeah. which is better than a El Toro. Can, is that his name? Torito. Torito. Which okay. is better than um, oh, a. Gosh. a in the case of Little Beaver, you know, Q Ventura joke, oh. it's a Canadian guy dressed as a Native American. So that's yeah. like, they're playing like it's, problematic bingo. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I that, think at one point Euchre says, I think there's there's a lot of beaver all over this place. That's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a good Bob <laughs> Euchre. You have to imagine it in his voice. There's, um, well, you, this is another match that ends in a DQ. 
But when all I the, was when all the midget solidarity. This is the first match I kind of uh, like the DQ. Yeah, I'm okay with this one. Yeah. this is totally fine. When, they, when all when all the little people team up and defeat the Blob, yes, it was a very <laughs> nice moment. Uh, yeah, and by the way, Bundy, that's quite a that, look. Kid's a, a falling star. He goes from headlining WrestleMania oh, two God. to a mixed tag. Yeah, yeah so um, yeah, that happens. That's, this also happens. Um, now Before I, we get to our fourth match, we cut to uh, an interview with yes. Mary Hart and Miss Elizabeth. Right. And is promptly interrupted by Randy Savage. Yeah, Miss Elizabeth we still have not heard from throughout two WrestleManias. It's kind of a, it's like that episode of Simpsons when they're a future, and every time that Lisa, uh, every time that um, the baby's going to talk, yeah. they cut her off. Yeah. That's what it's like with Miss Elizabeth, except she's a real person. And now Mary Hart all of a sudden is kind of standing up for Miss Elizabeth, like, yeah. hey, what's your problem, man? Yeah. I don't care about and you. And he's like, I'd love you. Of course you want to talk to me. I'm the IC champion. I've got this great robe. And she's yep. like, no, I'd like to talk to the person I was here to talk to. Oh, boy. So um, uh, does he know that that's not real? I don't know if I don't... That You could ask that about Randy Savage's whole career. Yeah. And I don't know what, what the answer would be. I also did another interview, didn't they? Where, where I have something in here where, uh, if this was chronologically, um, Ventura keeps calling Bobby... Uh, the, the brain heen and the weasel, which I just thought of um, Pauly Shore. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's ha- we will inevitably see a Pauly Shore appearance. If I watch all of the WWE Network, and inherently I will find him, right? I he think, has yeah. to have been, like, one of the guest celebs in, like, 95 at some point. Yeah, I mean, there's War Games, Hell in a Cell, yeah. Biosphere. Yeah. <laughs> it's a special paper. That movie. would be great. Yeah. And these, this, once again, another note that's that's kind of out of order here, but they when they were doing interviews, they kept making jokes about, like, Watch out, Fabulous Moolah, like, Bob Euchre's here. Yes! It was Bob Euchre going to rape Fabulous Moolah? No, 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 they were going to fall in love. Okay. They were going to fall in love. Right. Um, Ju- let's go to the fourth match, Harley Race uh, against Junkyard Dog. My one note for Junkyard Dog is he continues to be a cool guy. Yeah. He's uh, the coolest. Yeah, um, it's still not great to have the black guy in chains. But he's no. a junk. But he's a, he's a not... It's like, no, this isn't a slave. He's a dog. He's a dog, and I would like to make it clear that he is a dog, not a slave, because Jesse the Body Ventura, one part, goes, the dog on all fours, his favorite position. Which is, like, wonderful and horrible on his many levels. That's how dogs Also, Jesse the phrenologist Ventura, because he also says that Junkyard Dog has a four-inch cranium, which, because, and, like, those those headbutts to his head aren't going to work because he has such a thick skull. Yeah, that's... Um, So this, the whole thing with this is that Harley Race, at this point, is... Uh, in his up his late forties, he's he's a uh, was a star of the territorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like CM Punk's favorite wrestler. He's like a real wrestler's wrestler. He was the second king of the ring. It was a tournament style thing that they pay per view they did uh, for many years. They've recently brought it back, and he was he was the second one. But he decided to make the king thing his gimmick. Yes. So he's wearing his crown, his robes, and after he'd win, he he would make his opponent bow before him. Yes. And this was the point of contention. This is another gimmick match because the loser had to bow. Yes. Um, so was it We saw in our video it was, package. It was like kind of a clean, it wasn't a totally clean win because no. he was distracted and yes. then belly to belly suplexed him. Uh, and uh, my other notes are continue to f- uh, fuck Fabulous Moolah. She's horrible. Bobby Heenan's whatever. And uh, Bobby, the, the Ewer jokes continue. Um, and you're right. It, it, it's sort of clean finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just is distracted. They don't they don't hit him with a foreign object or anything. And then he does do a little curtsy and he does bow. Yes. But then he also takes hits, a chair. Hits him with a chair. Which rules. Which the old chairs were like 
actual chair. You know, you yeah, you hit him with a chair. Yeah, you didn't like, fake hit him with a no, chair. No, no, like a real folding chair, not ones that are, you know, uh, meant to be. Like a measure. junkyard dog would hit a king with a chair. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, no, I mean it's true to life in that way. You know, <laughs> and once again, as we've been doing with all these of like how these things are tropes or how they reappear or how none of this gets any better politically and no. politically correctness uh, wise. They've done this exact same gimmick this year. Uh, Wade Barrett, a British wrestler, won the King of the Ring tournament this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, started coming, changed his name to King Barrett. Yes. Started coming out with a crown, a scepter, and a robe. And R Truth, a 43 year old ageless wonder. Yes. Ron Killings. Uh, his jeans are spray painted. He wraps his own intro. Yeah. He's. A very black man, and he started stealing his crown and then wearing like a Burger King crown. And this upset Barrett because that's not how you treat royalty. And so they fought for a while. And our truth changed his name to King What's Up. Yes. So 2015. 2015. Yeah. I mean, I think that's also. It's this is less offensive than that. Yeah, I think well because of the passage of time. (laughs) Yes. Like. You almost excuse it. You're like, oh, it was, it was adorable. It was 1987. We didn't Ugh. know things back then. Ugh, but no, it's, it's bad. The, the Junkyard Dog only has, I think, one more appearance before his untimely passing. Ah, Spoilers. Spoiler alert. If you go to junkyarddog.com right now, it's a site for auto parts. That's, a, that's pretty sad. It's savvy. depressing because I was looking for Junkyard Dog t-shirts. <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com. Nope. Are we going to get it? We should buy I want to buy like the Attitude Era on this podcast. I want to get sponsored. So, okay. Protease.com, <laughs> MeUndies.com. Oh, God. Okay. Speaking of promos, after this, they cut to Hogan um, doing a pretty great, uh, pretty great promo. Hogan's gotten better in the last two years. Yes. Definitely. And his thing at this point, one of his, his many catchphrases, one that was for, forgotten, he was just at the gym uh, hanging and banging and uh, apparently cocaine <laughs> He also talks about the purest form of the truth. Which is also cocaine. It's so amazing. Because he's so... There's no way that a person would be like this not on drugs this or is, in a manic state. This might be... I don't. I can't say for sure, but this might be peak cocaine meets steroids Hogan. Yeah, in no, terms it's... Of, also, just check out the tan. The tan, he's everything neat. about it. The I think the, the the peak might be when he's cutting these pro, the promos with, with Savage. Which is later this year. Yes. We'll, we, so yeah. we'll, we'll get to that great stuff in theory in WrestleMania 4. But yeah. for now, it's just uh, Hogan solo on cocaine. Yeah. That's which all you is, need to know. Which is another tagline for WrestleMania. Also, hanging and banging, which is like... That's, a, that's what, you know, that's what the fellas have been doing. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, we're just down in the gym, hanging and banging. <laughs> and banging. Can all we right, make so, that a thing? In no. No, we can't. Uh, match number five, uh, the Dream Team versus the Raju brothers, who are actual brothers. Yes. From Canada? From Canada. From Canada? They're Quebecois. Uh, Dream Team is Greg Valentine and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Th- this is a match... So, yeah, this is a match. This is one of those things that, like, it had a story going in. It's just not particularly uh, compelling. No. And, and it was, it, but it actually did help tell the story because eventually they, they would become the new dream team and Beefcake would be out. Yes. And Dino Bravo, who accompanied them to the ring and interfered in the match, would join. join. Um, I like figuring out who these people look like. Uh, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine looks like a Skinner Brody. Okay. Um, the Rougeau brothers uh, look like nobodies, and they look pretty athletic. Yeah, and they'll they be actually around. have some moves. They have some moves, and um, they will be well. Jacques will be around for a while. He was then in the '90s, the next era after this. What we're in now is like the, considered the golden golden era of WWE, mm-hmm. WWF. The next thing is the new generation, 
when they had to move out a lot of the, when a lot of guys left, they had one of their steroid crises. Yes. So they they changed up the roster, and you get a lot of like kind of silly early '90s cartoonish gimmicks. Um, Jacques Rougeau became the Mountie. Oh, I and remember then he him. was one of the Quebec the Quebecers. Got it. Okay. So I don't think he's the one with the eye patch, but he's one of the Quebecers. And those guys, those gimmicks, by the time Attitude Era comes around, it is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, great. But um, it's not a it's it's pretty forgettable, and thankfully it's only four minutes long. Yeah. So we move on to what at was I loved uh, second best match in, on the card. I'd say um maybe. It's uh, Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Adrian Adonis with the manager Jimmy Hart. Um, in the package, we learned uh, that attacking people with crutches has always been cool. Yeah. It's the coolest move if you're going to have any prop. It, it was just used in a Rusev Ziegler storyline. Yeah. P- attack people with crutches at their neck. Just do and it. And it's also just a great... Uh, it's a great, great swerve that you're out on crutches. You're hurt. Yep. And ta-da, you're not hurt. And now you have a weapon. It's now the coolest. Yeah. Um, the story as the, and this is one where I thought you can kind of, between the commentary during the match and the package, you can kind of figure it out, mm-hmm. but still kind of need Wikipedia, and you still need a well-edited video package to figure out what's going on. So Piper had left, he had taken a leave of absence for a few months yes. from wrestling. Between WrestleMania 2 and 3, yes. we're currently so he, in 3. He was gone for a few months. His interview show was called Piper's Pit, and it was replaced by Adrian Adonis' Flower Shop. Um... And Adonis still has this effeminate makeup flower shop. Yes. Not big as... Baby. Not as bad as He doesn't as it look was. like Big Mama's house like last time. Right. He's not wearing a moo-moo. He was wearing a giant, horrible diaper. Yes. Um, but Piper comes back. He had been a heel for a long time. Comes back as a face. And they... Um, but not entirely a face. Like, no, he's I mean, still he's, a still, he's still a tweener. He's still like a Stone Cold or Dean yeah. Ambrose, the current guy of like, um, you know, bad guy that, mm-hmm. you, that you love. And they... And he was pissed that Piper's Pit became the flower shop. They they kept attacking each other. Um, his former bodyguard Orton had turned on him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they had some they had something coming in this match, and this was a it was two gimmick matches. It was a hair versus hair match, which is great. Loser and gets their they hair. They still do this. They still yes, they have done that as recently mm-hmm. as CM Punk. And the one that you probably know, even if you don't know wrestling, is when Donald Trump shaved Vince McMahon's head. Yeah. That's, like, probably the most famous pitch. Is that probably it? I think, I mean, as far as, like... Like the general pop culture. Probably general pop yeah. culture one, yeah. But this was also a retirement match um, for for Piper. And and by, and by and usually it's, like, a loser leaves town is the old trope, and that was what they used in the territorial. Yeah. This one, it was just straight up, this is his last match. Yeah, I think they draw. actually thought he was going to retire. I think he thought he was going to I think he retire. was going to, but that's the thing, like, because they're carnies, like, you can't... What do you do? You can't leave. So um, after this is when he does... He left for, they live. He, after this. He would retire for two years. He did. They live. Yes. Um, and and this is as we were saying earlier. This this one, as, especially since it's that story, and the retirement angle, um, he doesn't. Piper's cart malfunctioned, so he jogs the fifty yards out. Yeah. He's the, you know, second biggest face in the building after uh, Hogan. I think so. Yeah, because he's at getting this point, and Macho's a heel. Macho yes, Macho's a heel. Bret Hart's a heel, so like, and I don't think Steamboat was as over as no, Piper. I Piper mean, would people know who Piper is, so he probably, was over. Yeah. And it's also retirement. It's it's this farewell match. He's running out and just soaking in the it's cheers awesome. of ninety three thousand people. It's so good, and it's pretty great. And and that was just one of those serendipitous thing that his yes. part didn't work. Now, um, in the f- one of the f- closest rows, somebody made a gi- like a bunch of people made a giant homemade "We'll Miss You Rowdy" sign, yeah. which was nice, and you could tell that that was not a plant. 
right. like now, which it's it's so great. This was also the first match where I, I noticed that the announcers, for the first time, have really worked out their personas. Like right. everyone, these two guys have gotten so good at their jobs. They know when to talk. They know who's a bad guy, who's a good guy, why we're backing him. Where in the first one, Jesse was sort of in telling you like what's a good wrestling move. This yeah. time he's like just backing the heel. He's it's just the heel awesome. commentator, and it's a two man. Gorilla is basically a play-by-play and, you know, a straight man. And Ventura is rooting for the heels only, making fun of Gorilla Monsoon. Mm-hmm. He has some good lines in here as far as, like, him fight. That he, he remembers when Gorilla Monsoon fought Jack Dempsey. Yeah. Remembers him during the Hoover years. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're really, like, nerdy jokes. I'm sure they were then, too. But It's, gr- it's, it's great really, to make fun really of good. someone who's older than you. <laughs> it's fun to do. This was, uh, at one point... Uh, obviously, uh, Jimmy Hart comes into play. He yeah. sprays perfume all over the face of Piper, which, which is I amazing. I love the perfume thing they use, which is the cartoon it's perfume so thing. Because once again, and this is also the props are huge. Like they use garden shears. You're playing for the. Fun. You have to You're play for yeah. the cheap seats. Yeah, the way, you can't way do a little back. bottle of Chanel Number no. Five. Let's or, remember, this isn't a football stadium. And yeah. yes, there is a there is a, a jumbotron. There's a jumbotron, but it's not like it is now. No. And these guys are overacting so much that so even the guys that paid ten dollars to get in could understand what's going on. It's really and impressive. That's the class. That's that's from that's been through wrestling. I love it for all time. I love it so. And much. And this is once again Adonis for a big giant baby. He's good. He's a good. He wrestler. does the the Ric Flair bump where you run, you get whipped into the corner, and you flip over the the turnbuckle. Yes. And then land either outside or on your feet, and it's a pretty. I was really cool. Kind of astounded that he could pull it off. Now what? Actually, is the good night Irene. This move was used a lot in this match. I don't know what that move is. Do I you know have to look it, it up. I don't, I'm not sure. Now, the, every time I hear it, is it named after the Lead Belly song, the famous Lead Belly song? I mean, it, it's it's an amazing. You, you probably know this song. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's like if it's a classic. I, it's so it's I, one of those things. I don't know if the, the, this is the, the move second is. most uh, referenced move. That is like a, a phrase. Oh, it's a sleeper hold. It's a sleeper hold. Okay, but okay, they don't yeah. say a sleeper hold. They say the good night Irene, and they yeah. say the Irish whip. It, well, an Irish whip is a generic thing. Yes. So the, those are the two terms you'll hear the most throughout these matches. Yeah. So, so good night Irene is a sleeper hold. Thank you. But that's his, I think that was just his, what he called his sleeper hold. Got it. Okay. All, it's all sleeper holds. Um, now, um, I didn't know that as that these shears were for cutting hair or flowers or whatever. Right. As a small child, I remember seeing the shears. I honestly thought that they were going to be used to stab people or to slit throats. So I always was way more scared of, like, the beefcake and Adonis than I should have been. Yeah. And well, especially is, looking back. That's what those scissors were used where you grew up in Parts Unknown. Yes. They used those giant Southside of Chicago shears. in Parts Unknown. They used those giant shears to kill people. To murder people. Yeah. Uh, it's an epidemic. Obviously, we already spoiled it. Uh, Roddy wins. Yeah, after being kind of Brought a straight, back to he's life. He's revived by Brutus. It, it's the classic... Uh, the heel thinks he has the guy out, uh, turns around to, to cheer, and something happens where the guy's not yes. out. So Brutus comes in, and at first I thought he was kind of jumping him because he's like shaking yes, him. does not look like he's shaking helping. him about the head and shoulders. I was like, that's not how you wake someone up nope. by giving them a concussion. Um, so he wakes him up, uh, wins the, he puts Adonis in the sleeper hold, and uh, so the garden shears would be impractical to cut someone's hair. So uh, the beefcake uses the clippers, which takes way too long. Yes. Um, and then this is a, a thing where I think they missed an opportunity because there's like a, a Chekhov's mirror thing happening where they're using this giant mirror that Adonis had used to to preen in front of. Yeah. And I, I just assume someone's head's going through it. Yeah. 
but, but this, the way they use it, it is even better. He just is behind him, waiting for him to turn around to see the haircut they give him. He clearly goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and then charges and punches in the mirror out amazing. of anger. It's amazing. I yeah. love it Adonis, so much. It was pretty great. And then Roddy's, the aftermath, it's like two brothers fighting. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. And then Roddy's skipping around. He just gets this huge pop and a standing ovation. It's I love a it. pretty great. It's pretty amazing. Great, um, great match. Yeah, definitely. I, it's not in a weird way though. It's not as entertaining as him versus Mr. T. Yeah, I disagree because I think this one. This has is an actual m- wrestling match. Story. Yeah, but just Roddy talking shit. Yeah, is so much more. Fun. I want. I think if you. That's the thing too. Like these matches are sometimes the, the culmination of the story, and you need those of course, other of course. bits, and you need the other promos because he he had he had done some promos, and this was mentioned in the. I think one of the obits was about the promo he cut with this is like. You guys think you can keep me down, kind of thing, and it, it was almost a meta comment of like, "You think you can keep me down in a stupid storyline where yeah. I'm fighting a giant baby? Watch this, and yeah. you still could put on a great match." It, it still shouldn't have headlined WrestleMania, and it didn't. Yeah, I, I was just trying to think of the first three that we saw of him. Should he have been a bigger star? I don't think you could have done right. much more with him than you did. Right, I, and, he, and his best, to be honest, his best WrestleMania match is in a few WrestleManias from now. Okay, well, let's move on then to... So, oh, and one last note on this. Jimmy Hart, because I'm not sure he's... Yeah, he's back in the car. Oh, he's back I realized in, a, who, like, the next match. I realized who he is, though. Um, it's Enzo Amore from NXT. Oh, okay. That's who Enzo is, at least. He's definitely... There's a there's that look of a, a, a weird... Sure. I'll give you, you that. You haven't seen Enzo Amore? No. Enzo I'm still Cass. not watching NXT, right, man. Well, I'm sorry. Well, that's you're a wearing podcast. An, for the listener at home, you're wearing an NXT shirt. Yes, so I'm watching NXT. Okay. Uh, we're halfway through this thing, and it's time to go to the Hart Foundation. Uh, Bret Hart Bre- and Jim, Jim Needert, Needhart. Jim, Jim, Jim the Anvil Neidhart versus... And, uh, and it's a six-man, and their third is Dangerous Danny Davis. Uh, with Jimmy with Hart. Jimmy Hart. Enzo Amore. Uh, over the British Bulldogs, David Boy Smith, Die My Kid, with uh, Tito Santana thrown in. What's going on? There's too many things going on So right this now. is one of these things, and this actually happens, to, still happens too, of like two storylines that are intertwined, and you kind of finish them all in one match. Okay. So Dirty, uh, Dangerous Danny Davis was a, um, he was Triple D, I guess, was uh, a referee, and he was like he was a dirty ref. Oh, okay. And that was his character. So he actually. We should also point out that referees back thirty years ago were a way bigger deal. They Every were more, referee they, yeah. was like their own personality. They had their own personality. You, knew, you actually knew the names, like you knew like their tendencies and stuff. Um, I guess sometimes, I mean, baseball fans kind of know some umps. Nope. No. Nope. All right. Nope. So. Danny Davis, though, he eventually, they, you know, in storyline, stripped him of his referee duties because mm-hmm. he actually, he, as they mentioned several times, Tito Santana had lost the belt, the Intercontinental belt, to Savage in a fuck finish, and he also helped secure the tag belts for the Hart Foundations, the Hart, the Hart Foundation, and that's why he's on their team. Okay. So he's got two grudges there. Sure. Yeah. Um, this is just lost to time. There's too much context too that much. doesn't really matter. And, yeah, and a lot of this, too, this was what... This one, I'd, I'd say the Hart Foundation definitely looks more like the Hart Foundation than they did. But we're still far away yes. from what they're well, going they're, to Well, they're in hot pink, but he's not... He's, he, the outfits heels. look great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But aren't the British Bulldogs, like, don't they end up getting married to, like, their sisters or something like that? Don't the British Bulldogs end up being part of the Hart Foundation? One of one of them does. Davey Boy Smith ends up taking the name British Bulldog. Okay. He's a singles and tag guy and ends up in the Hart Foundation later. Um... Dynamite Kid at this point is basically done as a wrestler. And if you notice, he doesn't actually wrestle much. 
he gets kind of hit around, but he doesn't actually do anything. He had had a really bad back injury, mm. and the match where they lost the belts, he had to be like carried out to the ring by Davy Boy, and you know takes a header and is immediately out of the, the match the yeah. whole time because he was, you know, nearly incapacitated. Now is uh, Mary Hart is doing color for this match? Yes, I think this is the only match she does color. Right. Does she do it because she's also named Mary Hart? And, and that's she, and completely she, sincere. Yeah, I, I think because she references it at some point. Okay. She didn't want to, after seeing Jimmy Hart's, uh, who's also not related to the Hart's. No. But she wanted, after his despicable behavior, to make it clear that they are not related. Yeah, so, okay. Um, yeah, and you know, and actually, the, when they had the belts, because they had the belts at the last Mania, um, when Dynamite Kid um, really hurt himself, he was in the hospital and they were having other people wrestle with Davy Boy to kind of maintain the tag belts, but they were like, you're going to have to drop them at some point. Yeah. And he was like, the only people I want to drop it to is the Heart Foundation. Okay. So there was like the respect there. So, yeah, and it's definitely not because of that he's so limited and it's this weird six man where also dangerous Danny Davis is like, he's just a guy. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So this was to me the dumbest of the matches and that sadly includes the midget with big people matches. Yeah, because that had a, that had a, that was fun. Yeah, it had a story. At least it told a story in itself. This one is so, convoluted and, and lost the time in a weird way like it would have been better if it was bad <laughs> but yeah. it's just okay it's just fine yeah because once again you're seeing guys you're seeing Bret Hart yeah before he puts it all together yeah before the character is there so let's move on to a uh, a very weird match uh, Butch Reed with Slick so was this your most problematic match Butch Reed with Slick and, and, uh, uh, and Cuckoo Bear in yes. terms of what race well yeah I think you were at least saying something about the, the little person match being the um, second uh, no, I think the little person one is the most because there's way more racist tropes. Yeah, there's racism plus, like, sizes. Well, there's also just more people, and every single one of the small people has a racist trope associated with it. Yes. Therefore, w- the worst... I don't know, though. Well, see, the I thing don't with know. this, so... Because Jesse the Body is in... For okay, us, well, this is... Announcing is the worst in the this worst. match. And so the, the thing here is that both Butch Reed and Kogi Beware are black. Yes. Uh, Butch Reed's manager, Slick, is black. Um, Butch Reed is just kind of a generic... Uh, tough guy, bleached hair. Yeah. Slick is clearly a black exploitation pimp. Yes. Who I guess would be pimping Butch Reed. Coco Beware is kind of this. He's like a cartoon. They call it the bird. He comes out to the bird by Morris Day in the, t- in the motherfucking time. Which is cool. That's cool. Because he has an actual bird he with comes, him. Yes, a bird accompanies him. A parrot or a parakeet accompanies him in the ring. I think parrot. And uh, he's yeah, the par- bird man. Parakeets are small, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I think, think so. I think it looks Whatever. Like, looks like a parrot. They're the dogs that talk back and they're very, very colorful. Right. Also colorful would be Ventura's uh, oh racism. Boy. Oh boy! Um, so he would joke that Coco beware that the beast stands for, for buckwheat. buckwheat. Yep. Um, McMahon eventually had to t- tell him like cut that shit out. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. He eventually uh, he also does this. Uh, he mentions it. I don't. It's, I don't know if it was in this match or I just put the notes together. But he was also kept calling uh, Tito Santana Chico oh, Santana, God. and he said he had a Latin yeah, temper. Yeah, that's my next page. Of yeah. Notes. So um, let's stick to this match though. Yeah. Before we even get to the wrestling, Coco Beware has the best outfit of the night. He's got a satin jacket that would still like be if you. It would cost a lot of money if you found yeah. this vintage from the eighties. Right. Like this is the kind of jacket you would. What's that movie? Drive with yes. Ryan, whatever. That's the kind of jacket it is. It's amazing. And that's a wrestling trope, by the way. Is the it? Satin the satin jacket? jacket? Yeah. That being said, he has a warm-up suit. Some of the wrestlers have warm-up gear. He does, but his warm-up gear is white pants, and then he takes off his white pants, and he just has different white pants on. Yeah. Why does he need that? Why not just wear the coat? 
Yeah, I, I know, know I'm splitting hairs and yeah, I'm not yeah. focusing on the there's right like, thing here. There's like a, yeah, this but is like a, it just bothers there's me like a so K-fabe much. Answer there where he needs to warm up because he's an athlete. I, I could not tell you why. But other guys warm up as athletes and they just have the top. Right. He only needs the top. He does not he's need. Pants. The, yes. Yeah, well. They're the same color as well. It's not even. Never Listen, mind. It's the Birdman. I don't know what to tell you. He's great. So they have they have a pretty good match. Um, Two athletic guys. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, even not even counting uh, little Haiti or the Haiti kid or whatever. Yeah. Um, this this card has had the the like most racial diversity we've had. Is it? Out of oh the well, three? I can't count. Okay, I'm not counting the football players. Oh, you're not. Okay. Well, that, but to as me, far that as wrestlers, counts. well, as far as guys, they were paying every month to wrestle. Because you pretty much just had the junkyard dog. Yes. So this has JYD is that it? plus Butch Reed plus Coco Beware. Plus okay. a little person. So I will take that as far as wrestlers. We're getting um, a little bit better, I guess. Yeah, so also Slick, um, so he ends up getting his He's yeah. his, his uh, clothing ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was the thing that happened. Um, and the trivia for that is that he later managed Akeem the African Dream, which, oh, is boy. A, which is a really racist character, which is a white guy who thinks he, who is an African, and he's like... Uh, yeah. It was a parody of Dusty Rhodes. So yeah, that Slick uh, Slick had a long, uh, memorable history of. All right. Yeah, being a racist. Moving cartoon. on. Yeah. Um, so here's to one of your, you know, we're getting towards the. This the, is the the this, match of the thus far the best match of WrestleMania. Yes, and and a all time great wrestle match, wrestling match. So, so, yeah, start. So Ricky Steamboat, accompanied by George the Animal Steel, against Randy Savage uh, with Miss Elizabeth. For the for Randy's uh, Intercontinental Championship, the longest match of the night. Yeah, never felt long. Doesn't feel long. It's um, so good. Yeah, and I mean this is also continuing the storyline from the from the previous WrestleMania in the previous year. Yeah. Um, in the the whole George Steele pining after Miss Elizabeth and being a shaved gorilla, and it also continued another storyline which they did in a video package, which is um, Savage. Uh, Beating Steamboat with a with a ring bell yep. and you know kayfabe damaging his larynx and all this stuff and um, cut before the match starts. Yeah, Macho Man does something that is so smart and simple that not a lot of wrestlers do. And I don't even know if it was natural. He's twitching his hands so much before he actually does anything in the match. It gets you excited as a viewer. Yeah, it makes you think like this guy's going to do something crazy, it's or this so, guy's really like it's so high strong up. and yes. yeah, the anxiety. It's so good. It's all kinetic energy, and and this match is so good because um, I want to say both of them, but definitely um, Savage. You know, most guys call their matches in the ring. They know how it has to mm-hmm. end. They know basically what the story of the match is. But you just figure out the moves you go along and kind of whisper it, or, or there's ways to call call moves. Mm-hmm. They re- they knew this was a big match, and they rehearsed it and they so they rehearsed they for the whole 15 minutes yeah they wow. went step by step and they knew and that's why it just a lot of these matches are so, you know so like methodical and plotting and stuff and this one moves so fast yeah. um, it's non-stop there's no BS in between because they're not because they're in great physical shape they're running the ropes back and forth they're countering moves how many how many pins was it like 50 yeah like, they keep it's yeah they keep they keep putting the guys down. It the the action moves out of the ring. It you know it, it involves they they they. It's almost like a like an ep- episode of TV or something. There's yeah. Subplot 
gets touched on with Elizabeth and and Steel. It really is great. And it's one of those things. It's it's not like going back and like when you tell someone like, oh, Citizen Kane's is the best movie ever. You should see it. And maybe it doesn't live up to expectations. I feel like this is one of those where people are like, oh, this is a great. This is one of the best wrestling matches of all time, and you can get yeah. and you get why. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the highlights is what Steamboat like Steamboat shoulder fling. That's yeah. just something most guys even now can't do. Yeah. What what he's able to do with that is is amazing. These guys, these two grown men over six feet tall, probably two fifty and two twenty, two hundred. They're as fast as, as the small people. Yeah. I keep going back to that. I'm so sorry. But it's just <laughs> the speed is so amazing. And the clothesline where Macho Man also jumps out of the ring, it's impressive then and now. Yeah. It holds up way better than I thought it would. Right. And there's a lot of a lot of countered moves, which always look good, especially you string a few of those together, and it mm-hmm. looks like that's another one of those building the tension of it. Like, you yeah. keep countering, and it's like, well, who's going to end up on top? And, and yeah, and a great, a great ending, and... Um, it's got both. the best line of Jesse's of the night that isn't racist. What did he uh, you talk about a miscarriage of justice. <laughs> there you go. That's a great line. Yeah. Oh, because because the bad guy lost. Exactly. Uh, and he wants the girl wants him to stop talking about how Savage stole the belt from Tito Santana. Yeah. He's like, you know, that happened. Gotta move on. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I would ham. I would ap- happily buy a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat shirt. Yeah. Except now they all suck. I've been looking at them. the best thing. They all back. They don't sell like uh, they're not good. They don't sell steamboats at that uh, that URL. No, you can actually, okay. <laughs> no. So uh, he, the, my favorite part of that though is when they're doing the pre-match. Um, this is one like like technical gaffe that actually worked out well. Is they're they're showing the pre-recorded interview bits, mm-hmm. and Steamboat is doing his like, um, he's doing his like uh, Christian Bale's Batman voice yes. basically, but. Then the audio from his entrance bleeds over, and I think it's like an Alan Parson Project song or something. It just sounds like this guy's talking, and then halfway through, like, John Carpenter music starts playing. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's, like, not planned at all, but it really worked. Um, because we're in a giant football arena, and we're probably an hour or two now? Oh, yeah. Hour After three, this match, I think there's still, like, an hour almost left, an right? hour to go, yeah. At this point, people have drank their beers, they've drank their sodas, and now the losers and or winners are getting pelted with garbage. Yeah, there's a lot to of To and from the ring. Throwing gar- yeah. Who's throwing garbage at Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man? Well, they're aiming for Macho Man, but... <laughs> it's beggars, so... Jesus. Oh, God, it's yeah. so bad. The throwing garbage stuff in the ring, like, that was a big thing in WCW. Oh, was it? They And, like, well, they would be. This is pre-that. Mm-hmm. It, in the Like, during the Monday, Monday Awards, you'd see that a lot. Um, WCW, WWF put that kibosh on that real quick. Yeah, they should, because it's yeah, a horrible it's idea. Stupid. But hands down, uh, the best match of this of this WrestleMania and all the WrestleManias thus far. Yes, and probably the best for the next few years. Um, I think it's standard, you know more than me. I, I I'm pretty sure it's it's a it's constantly referred to. I mean, even Ventura, who's being hyperbolic because he's an announcer, is yeah. like that's a classic. It was really mm-hmm. really good. And here's the thing: you it doesn't really matter who wins. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's, just it doesn't, such a it's good one of those match. things. This is one of those wins lost does mat- matter because as long as it tells the story. Doesn't matter if Savage is the legendary one. He doesn't have the belt. He's mm-hmm. still Randy Savage with yep. or without a championship. He's still gonna beat up his wife. So, hey, locker in the closet. Tradition. Um, okay, so our tenth match of the night. Which at this point, even though these guys would be around and and you know they they would be inspire kids to dress up at Halloween and stuff. Yeah. This is this is your like speaking of drinking all your beers and soda. Like this is your piss break match. Yeah. Because this is, uh, you just watch this like 14 minute, which doesn't sound long, but it really, it doesn't feel long, but get, it's kind of draining. You, yeah. So you it's would, emotionally draining. Yeah. So then 
in this match, actually, seven and it feels longer, which is never Let me, good. I apologize. Let me say one more thing about the Macho Man match. Sure. Uh, these two guys, Steamboat and Savage, they look like they've been doing CrossFit their entire lives. The, yeah. uh, the way they're approaching this match, and they've just spent their bodies. It's like that. Yeah. It's not just like watching people hit home runs or smash into each other. It's a really intense like uh, series in basketball or something where you just know at the end of this court all these guys are shot. That's what we just watched, and now we're going to watch Elvis versus Snake Man, and no one really gives. And a no shit. one gives a shit, which is disappointing because Jake the Snake is great. Yeah, um, he Honky Tonk Man existed. He, uh, Jake the Snake has celebrity with him. His name is Alice Cooper. It finally makes sense. Yeah, a celebrity, a literally a local celebrity, is a Detroit guy. Yeah, he's Alice Co- Cooper during the eighties. It, it made sense. Well, he likes snakes. Yeah, we and he it. likes snakes, and he's the he's with the. And he's facing the guy that's the music guy. The it music totally guy. Makes and sense. Honky Tonk Man is like, I'm not going to sing some death song like Alice yeah. Cooper. Because he's a, a... Honky Tonk Man's gimmick was that he was an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, this might have led WrestleMania now. Like, this might have been the first match because, like, it totally appeals to kids. <laughs> I'm just, they would have played this, up the kid angle versus the, like, creepy guy's angle. Yeah. Because this is a cartoon match. Yeah, because Jake the Snake is, like, a creepy looking He's dude. a creepy dude. And, like, yeah. even the way this ends is perfect. He points at the camera. Yeah. That's a memorable moment in a match that's not very memorable. Yeah. Um, Honky Tonk Man may have the worst gimmick of yeah, all time. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, it's just, it's just horrendous. And it, once again, another guy who was around till the, like, the end of the era that would lead to Attitude Era. Yeah. So it was just like, you had, you're like in the mid-90s and you're like seeing, you know, they're doing NWO and WCW and you're going, there's a fucking Elvis impersonator, why are we watching this? Which doesn't make sense because like... Andy Kaufman already existed within the wrestling world. So you're copying a guy's, like, thing that was already or yeah, not a wrestler. It's not, it's not great. I think my only two takeaways from this is, once again, like this, and this will continue to happen, is Jake the Snake will have his python in a, sa- a burlap sack that's in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's in the corner. Yep. Like an errant move, and, like, your finish is going to be a little messed up because your snake is dead. We should name this, you should tell people the name of the snake. Damien. Damien's best yeah. name for a snake. Yeah. So what else great. would you name a snake? Yeah, it's great. Um, also, when they showed, they showed, um, you know, some of the the pre the pre roll stuff on this one, you know, so Piper had Piper's pit. Yes. Jake the Snake has the snake pit. Yes. Um, which it looks like they later repurposed for Legends of the Hidden Temple on Nickelodeon. That's a reference I don't understand. I mean, I think some of your listeners. Were. I'm sure. Yeah. But I do you do you remember what Jake the Snake was wearing? In that segment? It's only no. like a five-second yeah, yeah, segment. Yeah, no, I don't remember. He's, like, tied his shirt up like a very uh, hot girl at the beach yeah. in the late 80s. He was going to go to a car wash. What the... Like, exposing his midriff for... Which, which, by the way, like, that might... You might be able to pull it off if you're kind of, like, a, a preening heel who's, like... If you're, like, Mr. Perfect and you had a good body. Jake the Snake is the guy that's going to cause you to get a divorce, male or female. He's a bad... It's, He's a horrible man. Yeah. Horrible man. And just looks looks like crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so that's him. Yeah, with his tied uh, off shirt. Doing that. Yeah, that was Creeping out everybody. I yeah. love him. So eventually this match ends. And Snake then we get ends our announcement. On Jimmy Hart. Who cares about the match? Let's go to the yeah. announcement. Our announcement, one of the things we've learned from WrestleMania and from wrestling in general, and um, actually a lot in hip hop and a lot in a lot of good things, you need to talk about how great you are while you're doing the thing that you're doing. Right. So this is when Mean Gene comes out. He gets a roaring ovation. He's a great guy. Um, and announces that thanks to you, wonderful people in the building, we have set a world record. 91, 3,000, etc. Is that... Who else does that, other than wrestling, like, that well? 
says well, how great they are. Well, they do it well and also like so cringeworthy. Yeah. They still do this. when you They watch, did this at the most recent WrestleMania. They not only do that type of stuff, but during all of their programming, they do last week on Raw, we had more people talking on Twitter than Walking Dead and this other show mm-hmm. combined. Mm-hmm. They still do it. Yeah. And it's, now it's a little, like I think when you do it to 93,000 people and you tell them they just set out a Guinness Book, Book of World or World Records or yeah. whatever, that, that at least works the crowd a little bit. You get them to pop. But just putting it as like title cards, they're just shameless. Yeah. They're shameless cards. But good for them. Yeah. Good for them. I yeah. think it's awesome. So that was the announcement, and then we head into our, like... My favorite of all the matches. Well, that's just because you, like... I love flag matches. Yeah. We've established that I love flag matches. Yeah, this one's not even technically. It's just they happen to be the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> Who with, have with real, real cool-sized flags. Oh, Slick is just evil, so he has to represent Yeah, he has to represent them. He's still in his tattered clothing. Yeah, because we've made it clear that his Which clothes have been ripped off. Continuity. Um... Volkov sings the Russian national anthem and gets the most heat it's I can so imagine. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's great. Um, and they are they are fighting, uh, doesn't even matter, Killer Bees. Um, no one cares about them. Who they have outfits like they're in Wasp. Yeah, like it's it doesn't bad. matter. Because Hacksaw Jim Duggan charges the stage, runs 50 yards with yeah. his Hacksaw Jim Duggan's 2x4. With an American flag on it. Of course, a miniature one. Yeah, Let's make he's, it clear. Not, he's not a crazy person. <laughs> I love the fact that the announcers are like, they're surprised by Hacksaw. He just ran 50 yards. There's no yeah. way to not so see like, a man. Who's that, who's that unidentifiable man carrying a 2 by 4 to the ring with his, like, <laughs> wounded warrior gait that he has? It's amazing. Yeah. So, it's yeah. pretty great. So he's like, no, I, I didn't want him to sing that anymore, so I'm, I'm here now. And he, like, patrols the ring. It's great. Yeah. It's so great. Um, um, they this win. Is really quick, sincere, yeah. sincere real-life note. Hacksaw Jim Duggins, as a kid, was one of the reasons I became less and less patriotic. As a kid, I was like, oh, if you go to war, you're like Hacksaw Jim Duggan? He's an idiot. Is that what you were telling people? You'd see a veteran and you'd be like... I, no, I, no, no, my cousin. He, he okay. went to, he fought in the first Gulf War. I was like, He's, he must be dumb like Hacksaw Jim Duggins. Why <laughs> yeah. would you sign yeah. up? Right. He runs in the ring with a two-by-four. I'm going to be the Russian guy singing the national anthem. <laughs> that says a lot about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a horrible representation of the country that you're in. Yeah, not, not great. He's... He's a he's a crazy person. There's been way better representations of America. The headliner of this, I understand why. I'd be like, oh yeah, Hulk Hogan represents America. Sure, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Does that? No. And but watching Hulk Hogan, that doesn't make you like. Oh, especially now, I'm very proud of it. It's yeah, no, it's I mean, just he's what really it just, yeah, he has proven the American dream. Um, so this match, uh, it's a fuck finish. There's a DQ, and then it's and then we can get to the headline match. Unless you have anything else to say about. Yeah, I do have a few more things to say about this. The Iron Sheik looks both ripped and bloated at the same time, which is very difficult to do. It's a steroid trick. Uh, It's great. Uh, USA chants, even now, we went to a match. Whenever there's a USA chant, it's fucking great. I don't care if it's ironic or sincere. It's the most fun you can have in a stadium. Because at the end of the day, you can't... Volume doesn't know irony, which is great. <laughs> like you just, it just sounds like people saying USA. And this is my second favorite uh, observation of Jesse the Body Ventura: uh, chants don't win matches. <laughs> which is interesting because he's backing up the heels. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. It's so great. So he could kill the Russian. It's so and the, great. But he's rooting for them. Yeah. It's so I love it so much. Okay. Um, I think that's the main takeaway from all this. It's all bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit and we could enjoy it, guys. Give peace a chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
that's the takeaway I mean, from this uh, from serious. this blood sport. I'm kind of serious. <laughs> I'm kind of serious. Let's just chant a country. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. We're all friends at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go to our main event. Yeah. So the main event is Hulk Hogan uh, and Andre the Giant um, for the WWF Championship. This feud, which I don't think is clear. In any, I mean, it kind of. They. This is the longest video package we see. Yeah. Um, it's mostly like set in Piper's pit. Yeah. The talk show within the show. And it's mostly Piper and Ventura sort of egging on Andre and Hulk to fight each other. Right, because they're, they're great. And the other guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, so, but essentially the feud, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was like a jealousy, like, well, uh, here's the story. Hogan is really getting quick. more. Hogan is the champion. Yes. Andre hasn't been beaten in 15 years. Yeah. They're friends. Hogan feels betrayed that Andre wants a title shot. Also, Andre won a title shot because his trophy was smaller yes. than Hogan's. They give him a 15-year, uh, like, amazing person trophy. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, and um, and so that's their feud. The the giving person... Uh, the, the only thing I can think of with that is it's totally not as iconic as this, but there's a thing that happens in the Attitude Era when Rock was with the Nation Domination, and he gave everybody in the stable Rolexes, and he gave the guy he was feuding with a uh, framed poster of himself. Which <laughs> is kind of great. But yeah, giving Andre a smaller trophy, the fact that he hadn't had a title shot. Speaking of frame posters of himself, I never noticed this. In Piper's Pit, there's a painting of Roddy. That's great. That's kind of like the Seinfeld Kramer one. Yeah. I kind of, where's that? I WWE. Mean, ProWrestlingPosters.com. Yeah. We got a ProWrestlingPosters.org uh, is going to send us, and all of our listeners, uh, a Rowdy Roddy Piper, Piper's Pit painting made Piper's famous. Pi- painting, I like that. Made famous. From Saturday Night Main Events, 1986 through 87. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thanks to, to ProWrestlingPosters.org. Uh, that was very generous. PWP.org, uh, sponsors of the show. So we get our biggest package, and um, we f- we finally get to see Hulk Hogan. See how I didn't, I'm not just in the body of Ventura, and I didn't touch that? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, pun intended. Hogan steroids in the second time he's on mic look even bigger. Yeah. His steroids are massive, and Bob Euchre is amazing. Yeah. He is so great. Uh, that's it. Just Bob Euchre, Bob big Bob Euchre is great. Yeah. <laughs> the, shout, out, uh, shout out Euchre. WrestleMania three taught me Bob Euchre is great. Yeah. Uh, Andre the Giant is going to the ring. For some reason, he has to have Bobby Heenan with him because he's an idiot and can't he's, talk, even though he's not an idiot. He's not he an idiot. He's just, accents. Yeah, accents and, Come on, guys. you know, the kind of marble mouth stuff that happens when you have, like, thyroid. Yeah. He's you know, got a problem. Disorders. Let's stop making fun of him. Why are you throwing stuff at him? He's, he's great. He's the bad guy. He's the only... This is the peak of Hulkamania. Oh, God. Hulkamania is stupid. It is stupid. But he does look, the, I would say, the best of all three we've seen, and also the iconic look of Andre the Giant. Yes, and yes. And, uh, okay, so Andre gets ridden to the ring. Hogan runs to the ring, slash walks to the ring. Yeah. Him and Piper. Do you think he did that because Piper got a pop? Or do you think that was planned? Honestly, or it was an every, accident. Knowing everything we know about Hulk Hogan, he he ran to the ring because Piper got a big. I think that's what happened too. Also, it would be even funnier if he tried to sabotage Piper by making the thing like he's in it, like pulling the brake lines, and then he sees that he's like hoisted by his own petard, and now his fucking steroided yep. ass has to run out there, and yep. get winded before trying to lift a five hundred twenty pound man. Uh, speaking Which of, even, that's even funnier, and that's what I think is that's, perfect. Uh, perfect. Perfect. That's canon now. Now. Um, Speaking of getting winded in uh, size, why in this match does Jesse, the body Ventura, 
give you the dimensions, like the very specific dimensions of both wrestlers. I thought it was a little, yeah, it's a little creepy. It's I mean, not just weight and height. It's like the, neck in, size. It's like his inseam. Waist size, inseam. Yeah. Ankle size. What? Yeah. What's going on? So Andre the Giant was a giant. They, <laughs> they keep selling that, even though they had a seven-foot, four-inch, 520-pound uh, man in the ring. They still had to sell it. Yeah. When Hulk Hogan, who is two something looks tiny. He looks tiny, but at the same time, you're like, he was pretty big because he doesn't Huge. look he could still he doesn't look like comically small no. next to him he doesn't look like what's that little man doing there no he doesn't look like what is lord littlebrook doing in the ring like he looks like he'd go toe to toe with him now andre does not re- look like he understands what's going on now i know yeah. he does yes but it, i think the whole time he's like i'm like in the real world I'm going to win every single fight. Yeah. Why are we he doing this? He has to kind this? of do the Frankenstein's monster thing of like, why is this small man hitting yeah. me? And that's kind of his that's kind of his gimmick. That being said, I do think out of anybody on this card yeah. that could have actually beaten him, I'm going to go with Ricky Steamboat. Just from the ability he has to yeah, like yeah. actually run and kick him in the face, and I think, then run and I kick think him it would face. do like it would you know you take down the tree, you know you go for the legs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think you know strategically and technically. Steamboat could do it. And then, obviously, Jake the Snake could do it because he has a giant snake in a yeah. bag, and that's cool. That's all you need. And then Rowdy would just, uh, in theory, just have backpipes blowing in his ears until he killed himself. So yeah. that would be the way that they would beat him. It's a it's a slow burn. But, but it, it doesn't. Work. But the hulking up thing, and I get it. I get it. There's nothing I about know. watching old Hulk stuff, not even taking into consideration any of uh, the stuff that's currently happening or been brought to light that he's a racist piece of crap. Oh, you know, none of that. Oh, Even I would go- like to say thank you for censoring yourself when you racist piece of crap and not saying shit. I know it was, we've only well, sworn about 50 yeah, times. Yeah, I didn't want to, yeah, I don't want to sully the word Don't shit. sully the name of Hogan. Yeah, no. He, uh, it's not even like, oh, I can't enjoy it because this guy's a monster in real life. It's not enjoyable. He's not good. Because you're not four years old. No. And I don't know how it was enjoyable for people who weren't four years old then. I never liked the guy. And it's kind of like Cena now where he no, it's get... not like Cena now. It's not like Cena now. It's... Because Cena broke his nose. I'm not joking. Okay. It's Cena's run this year and Cena's match with Punk that you showed me. No, Cena could actually wrestle. Yeah. It's okay. It's Cena not is like better. Cena I wouldn't now. like to insult Cena like that. No, it's there it really is nothing ever like Hogan, and that's a good thing. It really was like it's one of those time capsule things that just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It's very it's like it's like silly. It doesn't fit tonally with within its own match it no. doesn't there's no like consistency like I don't get hung up on this as much because once again it's fake but the the basic idea if you're going to do this with faces and heels good guys do good things heels try to cheat and win and if in this story thank you Hogan is the good guy and the, and the giant is the jealous guy who's the heel by default because who clearly does not give a fuck doesn't give a shit <laughs> but by default he's the guy who's of course he needs to cast the check yes and Hogan is cannot be anything but the face. He goes down he and tries pulls to up. Cheat. He pulls Hogan pulls up the one, like the half inch gymnast mats to expose the concrete with a plan of, which by the way from the positioning he's doing, he's trying to pile drive Andre the Giant to onto, onto the concrete. You do break necks like that. They do not do pile drivers anymore no. in 2015 because you will break some. Because the most neck. successful wrestler of all time can no longer wrestle because of this. He, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He did wrestle after it for several years. Yeah, because he's cool. Yeah, he's a cool. He's a he had cool to go dude. home and beat his wife. And yeah, that didn't stop. I think we're that. three for three in mentioning that Stone Cold beat his wife. You know, it's in getting podcast. And in and in real life, a some uh, some wrestler from like the some weirdo from the 80s and 90s like challenged uh, Stone Cold to a UFC match. 
and called him out for beating his wife. Really? Yeah, so we'll look into that supplemental material for you. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. But in this, yeah, so, so it's, it's kind CM of, Punk. Yeah, it's CM Punk. Cool. He's a cool he's a cool bro. So yeah, just a heel maneuver, but he's still getting cured and talking about his fucking vitamins. It is yeah. Um, it, it, those are the things that you don't notice as a kid or even right. like like anytime but now. He didn't fight clean. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. He didn't do anything clean. He cheated <laughs> his whole life. He, he politicked his way behind behind the scenes. He's a racist and a homophobe and a generally a bad person. And that's what's the, the, the great thing about him being the the face of wrestling for so long. <laughs> yeah. And even will continue to be. Oh, yeah. We're, we're not done with him. Yeah. Uh, I would like to point out this is our third Andre the Giant match. We still cannot decide what shoe size he is. What is it now? Uh, Gorilla Monsoon says size 22 and 24, according to Jesse. I so we got two take... 24s, and last time we got a 21, and now we have a 22. I didn't even take a note because I knew you were going to take a note. Oh, God. Uh, um, also, Ventura, this is where it's funny where watching it and being like a snarky fan is fun because Ventura is being a heel, and he's yes. generally saying the opposite of the he's just like lying or like exaggerating or only picking the bad guys but in this he's he calls he's being the heel so he has to not like hogan but he's like yeah he's an he's he an gets, egomaniac yep, and it's like yeah he's not wrong just because he's the heel like yeah. he's still a broke clock well, before that that comes after the match i would just like to point out it's a really fast count for yeah. the count out yeah there was if, a couple fast counts that one's particularly fast but this one doesn't make sense because we obviously know how it's going to end give him the three count they actually make a note of it uh, saying that was clearly he was clearly on his shoulders. No, he wasn't. He wasn't even close. <laughs> to get to do all that and to kind of like botch your finish, um, it's not good. Much like they did on their most recent pay per view. Once again, not a thing that no. doesn't stop happening. I think we should at least mention that. So the big thing here was that he early in the match tried to body slam uh, Andre the Giant within the first thirty, like his seconds? first move basically, and then falls backwards. And now his his back is injured for the yes. whole match because of that because he tried to to. He's do got a, a 180 to a theory. five, yeah, do a five, you know, lift a 520 pound man. He does when he nails it. It's it's an iconic moment for a reason. It's not doesn't it doesn't. I mean the it's, the steamboat match is still better. It's just oh, one of those. Gotcha. If you had to put something in a montage, and trust me, if you've ever watched wrestling in the past, you've seen it in a montage, thirty years. You've seen this because it is. It's even knowing that it's fake, it is still impressive. Even knowing that Andre yeah, lifting a man is not fake, never. <laughs> right. Well, that it's planned and that Andre is also going to be. Support, pushing off on his leg and stuff. It's still a 520-pound man. It's still pretty nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so he wins the uh, the belt. Andre's around for, se- like, several more years. He has another. This is his first feud in WWF, but he, he will go on to feud with Jake the Snake well, this and is... Ultimate Warrior. So he's got, we're going to have him for a few more people. Well, Andre is actually going to set a main of, uh, a record. The highest-watched wrestling match ever yeah, comes on February 5th, 1988, uh, a rematch. 33 million people watched yeah. Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. Um, Monoculture, man. Yeah, wow. It's... Yeah, and then it, cl- and I just have to say, I mean, after this match, it does close. Speaking of montages, yes. you get a, mo- a photo montage, but it's not even photos. It's screen, it's screen captures on whatever primitive VHS beta technology they were using set to Aretha's uh, America the Beautiful. It's so great. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That being said, it's the best of all three Hogan matches. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. Uh, we should also point out this is not the first time that Hogan body slammed Andre. He body slammed Andre um, in like 79 or like 82. Oh, yeah, or but something. I mean, it just wasn't. Pre WWF. Yes. Yeah, so this, this did not, this is not a first. And uh, it's still a very, very, very watchable WrestleMania. Yeah. That one match, though, it's 
Yeah, the Steamboat Savage match. Has anybody ever tried to recreate that move for move? In what way? Like literally physically recreate. The in same the way WWE. South, I don't care where. But in like South Park, when they recreate the They Live fight shot for shot, has anyone tried to create this sh- Probably. move for move? Because I'm saying so if you can think good. it, it exists on the internet, but I don't know of that. But I know it's, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's a respectable one to say it's your favorite yeah. match and all that. So. But I get it. I totally yeah, understand yeah. why. And it, and it, and the, a lot of this stuff is like been watching. Like you have to put on your 1985 glasses. Not this, this one. Isn't, yeah, or your They Live glasses actually. <laughs> and uh, this one, no, that match is, is great. It's, it's pretty perfect. Um, I'm going to answer the question that only I will answer is, can I wrestle in this WrestleMania? The answer is yes. I'm a cool guy. Which re- which match? I would probably do the Honky Tonk Man Jake Roberts match because I feel yeah. like I could go toe-to-toe with Honky Tonk Man and win. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, Jake, even, even though Jake loses in that match, he does smash the guitar. That's cool. He, yeah, obliterates that fucking guitar. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the, my favorite wrestler from this... Uh, probably Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. But the one I would want to be still is Roddy. Yeah. Just such a triumphant. Yeah. And it's it's his personality and all that. Yeah. You get more of that. Steamboat, I think, was always... Can, like I said, Steamboat you get a little... was always personality kind of like... That's why he's not... That's why no one knows his name. Fair. Is because he, he wasn't... He couldn't cut a promo. He was an athlete, though, man. Yeah. Out of any of these guys, he's probably the yeah. biggest athlete. Yeah, and he goes on. He has a bunch of great matches left in him, but yeah, this is that's the one. I wish I saw more Iron Sheik on Mike. I wish I had more Junkyard Dog on Mike, but oh well. Yeah, but this is this is the first one that feels like a WrestleMania, and they really nailed it. Yeah, I don't think there's one aspect of this that they could do better now. Even the card idea is kind of cool. Yeah, it actually aged really well. Yeah. At uh, first, you're like, "What the hell is that?" But then it, it totally makes yeah. logistical sense. It's also good because it's an, it's technically an indoor uh, show, but it doesn't feel like an indoor show. Right. So it gives it this like special look and feel where the first two WrestleMania was it a retractable roof or something? No, I think it's just like a clear roof. I don't. Okay, know. it's weird. It's, it's very weird. Yeah, it's definitely like daytime. When yeah, it exactly. Which is great. I love it. Yeah. Um, and they they did that last year, and I just don't think it worked because they shouldn't no. do it on the West Coast or they shouldn't start that early. Right. So overall. Hands down, the best. Yeah. I might actually recommend this to somebody. Is like, if you don't even like wrestling, you might enjoy this. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, like the first two, it's a wonder that it became a multi-billion-dollar business. But yeah. this one, you can see it. Do you know what happened to Mr. T? Why he's like not even mentioned, and he's in the first two? I don't know. I just if he like ended his relationship, or they stopped paying him, or whatever it was. Yeah. All yeah. right. So overall, pretty good. Uh, yeah. We should time date this. We recorded this on September 1st, 2015. Yeah. Um, it's been a busy day for the WWE. Yeah. One of the stars of WrestleMania 1 is going to go posthumously. <laughs> What's going on? What? With the murder? Oh, I mean, Jimmy Snuka has been indicted for... Uh, he's 72. He's, he's still alive? Yes. Oh, my God. So it's, yeah, I he, thought he had passed away a long time no, ago. No, I don't think they would have, been, they would have gone through a grand jury. That's a quite they a use of resources. It could have. Well, like as I mentioned in the first one, he it murdered his girlfriend. Yeah. And so he's been indicted for third degree murder. He's 72 and I think he has like cancer and he's probably not going to make it to trial. But people are hoping, wrestling fans are hoping that somehow since Vince was the one, he didn't have a lawyer. He had Vince in the room when he was questioned. Yeah. So What year was this? 80s. Wow. So they're hoping somehow Vince gets accessory charges <laughs> because people are so desperate for him not to be touching uh, NXT or the, the the product at all. Oh my uh, god! So yeah, between uh, a a Hall of Famer 
whose whose daughter is currently wrestling someone Tamina Snuka. Yeah. So someone was joking. Now introducing Tamina Richards. Like they're gonna have to immediately run away from that she's a Snuka. Like he's yeah. been indicted for murder. Uh, it's been a bad week. They've had an, an someone with Nazi sympathies fired. They've had Hogan getting back in the news. Yeah. They've had other wrestlers who are married to current wrestlers uh, arrested. They had... What was that? Uh, Charlotte Flair's estranged husband got domestic violence charges. Wait, Charlotte Flair's married? Yes. Well, she's getting divorced. From How this old guy. is she? 30? Oh, really? Late, early 20s. Oh, early. okay. Yeah. And she's married to a former wrestler, former WWE wrestler, who I guess beat his new girlfriend. Oh, God. Um, and then they also they had a man shot at the NXT Performance Center. Who is a crazy person? Uh, this all happened in the last two days. It's Tuesday, everybody. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be yeah. a good week. Yeah, Raw. Raw was just okay. Sting is back. Raw was just I have okay. Yet to, I haven't. How did you watch Raw and this? I think I watched some of it last night. Oh God, yeah. I have not. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll get to the ramifications of yesterday's Raw in about uh, thirty weeks. Uh, <laughs> uh, the tagline for this WrestleMania was "Bigger, Better, Badder," which is much better than "The World Is Coming To." It. <laughs> what? What? The, the world, world is coming to. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that is better than their planned uh, headline, which was, Oh, the Humanity, <laughs> this, WrestleMania 3. This theme song was Who's Zoomin' Who by Aretha Franklin. Uh, Hanging and banging and zooming, man. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a wonderful night.